What's up, everyone? Adam Ali here of the Everyday Hustle Podcast. Thank you for stopping by. I'm doing something different for today's podcast. I'm tapping in someone to do a takeover of my podcast, something I've never done. I'm inviting Teo Roxon to talk about discipline. He's a business consultant, a speaker, social media influencer, author. So he knows a lot about being disciplined in order to move the needle in order to get things done in your life in order to open opportunities so i'm excited to have teo roxon you guys stay tuned as he takes over today's podcast here at the everyday hustle teo give it to them thanks adam for letting me take over the hashtag everyday hustle podcast to speak on the topic of discipline and this is this is one topic that i love discussing because i think it's pretty much the fulcrum of my career and essentially how I built my business. So who am I and what do I do? Well, I am an author, speaker, consultant, and podcast host as well. And a lot of what my work is centered on is really figuring out how to dismantle systems of oppression and tell stories where people can feel like they can find themselves in the stories. An extension of that is I end up working with workplaces, with businesses, and with media institutions to expand the definition of what our humanities are. Personally, I grew up as a Nigerian in five different countries and four different continents by the time I was 14. So I've experienced what it's like to be black on four different continents. But in addition to that, I spent the first nine years of my life in and out of two military dictatorships. So my first experience with leadership was through oppression. And I don't know why, but as a kid, I just felt like there had to be more, right? There had to be another way. And my role model, the late Nelson Mandela, was someone that I looked up to. You know, he was fighting for oppression in South Africa. And for some reason, I would just look up to him and see what he was doing. And I started to imagine what I would do if I could find a way to fight for freedom and equality in the same vein. So I started to, you know, plant the seeds for my ideas then. And then uh, my dad's job started to take us all over the world. Nigeria transitioned to civilian rule in 99. Yes, 1999. And, you know, as is customary with any job or any diplomatic job, you move around a lot. So we moved around quite often. And I found myself, I remember this experience as a 10 year old. I was this skinny Nigerian kid with a thick Nigerian accent, you know, in a French speaking country, in an American international school, going through puberty. (laughs) So in a place where everybody felt different, I felt different. And that led to this huge identity crisis. And I, I began to, you know, hear comments about me not being black enough, me not being Nigerian enough, me not being man enough, and, and things of the sort. So I started writing, I started expressing things from my anxiety and my loneliness, and eventually it led me to studying different people. And I started to figure out how to code switch. And so that led to my career. So uh, <laughs> the idea of figuring out how to find myself in multiple cultures and then getting the benefits of understanding what it was like to live in different cultures really is what led me to becoming an author, speaker, consultant in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space. So there's a little bit about me. Now let's get to the topic. I think that the secret to discipline is self-awareness. 
A lot of times you hear many thought leaders or many people tell you self-awareness is so important, but it's not just a cliche, it's so key. You know, even when I'm consulting with companies, I have to let them know where they are, first of all, because if you're not self-aware, then you don't really know where you need to work on. You don't have an idea what your gaps are. You don't have an idea of what your values are. And so if you want to really work in your discipline, the things that I will encourage you to really reflect on are what your core values are. Now, finding out your core values is something that many people often struggle with because we often have this idea that we are good people and that, you know, that's just it. But if you're a good person, do you know why you think you're a good person? And if you don't know why you think you're a good person, then you don't know what's important to you. And if you don't know what's important to you, then you're not disciplined. So an exercise that I have people go through in order to figure out where to work on for self-discipline is to figure out the five core values that dictate their lives, right? For me, it's courage, curiosity, compassion, creativity, and joy. And every day I try to do something to fill each of these values on a daily basis. And the more you start to do that, you then start to realize what your boundaries are and what things feed those values and what things go against those values. As you start to sketch down this plan, you're going to then get a bigger idea of what's important to you. And when you now know what's important to you, you want to think about how you want to leave the world, what legacy you want to uh, leave with this world. And with that, you're going to have to figure out what your rants are and what your raves are. So after you figure out your values, you start to write a list of the things that you go on rants about. Don't worry if it's just things that you think are not important. Just write it down. And then think about the things you go on raves about, things you can talk about in glowing terms. All these things are important because at the intersection of these things, you're going to find out the actual big theme of what your biggest contribution to the world is. And when I did this exercise for myself, it was really making sure that uh, the world didn't feel bullied into being things or people that they weren't supposed to be. And the theme of all those things were oppression, right? I, I, I go on rants about people that are condescending. I go on raves about people that are unapologetically themselves. And for me, that intersection was making sure I found institutions that ensured and cultivated that habit. And the way I went about it was I said, what institutions actually uh, stay and house people for most of their lives. And I said to myself, well, some sort of education institution and some sort of workplace. And that became my starting point. I started reaching out to workplaces and education institutions from my point of passion by saying, this is what I needed to do. Uh, this is what I am. This is why I am rather. And this is why I'm passionate about this. And this is how I can help. And the reason that played into my discipline is because Having that information about myself let me create daily tasks and daily goals that ended up being micro goals to my ultimate bigger goal. That's how discipline becomes second nature to you. Don't be disciplined for the sake of being disciplined. Be disciplined because you know it's serving your bigger goal. So that's how discipline uh, is, is important. And a good way that discipline also played a role in writing my book. My book came out last year on Beyonce's birthday, September 4th, should be a national holiday, <laughs> is as I was thinking about my book, you know, I've been speaking for a few 
years now and people had really liked what I had to say. And, and then, you know, when I would get the opportunity to talk to the audience, they would say, hey, can you write a book so I can give it to my grandkids, to my husband, to my brother and my sister. And so I began to think of what I would need to do that and it, what I would need to do to be disciplined to deliver a book in about a year, right? So I, I started thinking about the business of the book and the actual writing of the book. And I, I did what I normally do. I researched the, the big idea. The big idea is to teach people how to communicate effectively across cultures. The people that needed it are people in the workplaces, people in families, and people in schools. And the people that could help me distribute that were publishing houses. So what I spent my time doing was dividing my time to two tasks. One task would be figuring out and learning about the business of the book. So I would invite people on my podcast to research that where it served two purposes, understanding the business of the book, but also teaching the audience. And then I would start to reach out to people based on what I got from the podcast and they ended up being editors. And so this took me longer than I anticipated. It took me about a year to find a publisher. But through that process of being disciplined, I knew that I also needed to make sure my book was also being written. And so if I spent you know, two hours researching the business of the book, I spent another two hours outlining what my book would be about. And so I knew what the three big themes would be. I knew what I wanted to put in each of these themes. And anytime I found something new, I would just simply jot them down into my Google Drive or my Evernote. And that became my task throughout the year. And so eventually when I got a book deal, I had enough for an outline. I had enough of an, an idea of what I was pitching. And I had enough of a start that I just needed them to say, hey, we've signed you and here we go again. Self-awareness is going to lead to structure because you're connected to your values. And when you're connected to your values, you're just going to always be thinking in that way. So that's how discipline played a role into writing my book. And that's how discipline has played a role into the career that I've built so far. Why do I feel like people lack discipline despite their good intentions? I think it goes back to what I was just saying. I think people that don't know themselves or know what they want really are the ones who find themselves being undisciplined because there's a level of frustration that comes with a lack of direction. You know, if you really knew what you wanted, you know, you would encounter obstacles, yes, but you would have an attitude of, okay, that didn't work. This is what I'm going to do. But if you feel like you're doing something that you're supposed to do as opposed to doing something that you truly want to do, it's going to be a different motivation. And so people lack discipline because they lose the motivation and they lose motivation because they haven't reflected on their highest self. What's my discipline style? <laughs> this is a this is an interesting question. So I think very much like an athlete. You know, I have a enormous I have an enormous chip on my shoulder. And I'll give you an example. You know, when I graduated from college, I had over 85 job rejections. You know, growing up the way I did in multiple countries, people were always telling me that I wasn't this enough, black enough, Nigerian enough, or any of these things enough. Uh, the schools I wanted to, to get to my MBA, most of them rejected me. And the school that I went to only conditionally accepted me. And I had to prove myself. And I played, you know, sports throughout high school. I played basketball, I ran track. And for me, I, the way that I find 
that my discipline style works is I, I just sort of have this, uh, <laughs> this mentality where I know, all right, I know I can do this and constant people around me keep saying I can't. And so for some reason, I find a deep sense of joy knowing that one day, one day, I will just prove every one of them wrong, but most importantly, I'll prove myself right <laughs> in that situation. And it doesn't work for everyone, okay? This, this rocky mentality, underdog mentality, but it works for me because I know that it keeps me hungry and it constantly feeds me. And, and you know, <laughs> my friends often describe me as a, a little petty and I describe myself as a petty wop, you know? I'm not gonna hurt anyone, but I will remember moments that people have doubted me and it would just be there in in the back of my head and when I've achieved something I'll just I'll just acknowledge it and move on to the next point another example I'll, I'll give before I answer the next question is I remember NYU was one of the schools I applied to and I'm I love the institution but they rejected me for my MBA and, you know, I remember when I was at Fordham, I got my MBA at Fordham, I, I graduated and then uh, I launched my business, you know, in between that. And and why you asked me to come speak? And do you know what I did? <laughs> I, I basically got on campus and I spoke to the floor. I said, hey, I'm here now. You didn't want me, but I'm here now. <laughs> it's something ridiculous like that, you know, but that was, that's just me and that's just who I am. And so I always have that chip on my shoulder and that's how I, uh, you know, that's my discipline style. Under pressure, tight deadlines and giving myself things to do that make me feel like I, I accomplished something. So yeah, there you go. Ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary individuals, I just want to make one thing clear. Life is about who you are and who you want to be. The journey from who you are to who you want to be is essentially what your life is all about and what what gets you to your potential average area to your potential highest self. And the idea of getting comfortable or having a fear of failure is not going to serve you because it doesn't allow you to grow. And so today, what I want you to do, what I want you to do right now is write down every single one of your big, hairy, audacious goals. Write them down. Don't think about whether you can achieve them or not. Don't think about your limitations. Write them down and think about how you can apply a mindset of abundance to it as opposed to a mindset of lack because that is what is killing a lot of people's dreams today. The idea that they can't do something because they are not like the other person. Comparison is the thief of joy, yet you are the only person that exists as you. You don't have to do it the way someone else does it, but you do have to do it. And if you don't do it, you are not being your ultimate self. I often say use your difference to make a difference. That is my mission statement. But that is because I believe that your difference is your superpower. Your difference is the way you make an impact. And so if you have a unique approach to something that has already been done, lead with that and don't be demolished by that, okay? That's my message for you all. Use your difference to make a difference and be the best version that you can be. Where you can find me, my website, tyroxon.com, T-A-Y-O-R-O-C-K-S-O-N.com. 
I'm at Ty Roxon everywhere on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, on every social media, T-A-Y-O-R-O-C-K-S-O-N. My book is called Use Your Difference to Make a Difference. You just heard me talk about that. And yeah, just type in Ty Roxon, check out the book and uh, my podcast, which is called As Told by Nomads. But I love you all and thank you for gracing me with your presence. It's truly been an honor. Adam, talk to you soon. Really hope you enjoyed today's podcast here at The Everyday Hustle. Subscribe and follow the podcast. Be sure to tune into the videos on youtube.com slash everyday hustle. Stay humble, stay hustling. Catch you guys on the next episode right here at The Everyday Hustle.